0: Welcome to the Nurture Hub Pregnancy and Birth Podcast with
1: your hosts Shari Lyon and Nicola Lay. Together we bring over 30 years of experience in working with women and partners through education, breathing, mindfulness and evidence-based information and nurturing you through this transformation into motherhood.
0: Join us on this journey as we connect with women and partners, mentoring, supporting and navigating the ups and downs of becoming parents. Hello again, beautiful mommas. We have another solo episode Mm -hmm. with yours truly. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was actually scrolling through Instagram today, um, probably a little too early on than what I should have been, Um, but I came across this quote that I would love to speak to in this episode, um, and I want to credit uh, the birth mind dollar on Instagram. But in this quote, she says, "You should be excited to see your medical care provider, and you should feel happy afterwards, and then you should look forward to the next appointment." Mm. And it just really spoke to me in being like, "Yeah, we we should be excited going in yes. to see our caregivers and." that we are going to feel supported and nurtured and, but I'm finding that a lot of my clients are not feeling this way. There is this feeling of anxiety. There is this feeling of, um, dread of going in because they are scared that maybe something is going to be suggested because it's already been suggested and they're going to get that, that talk again. Um, And so I think this is something that I want to ask you all. Like how how do you feel when you go to your care provider? Do you feel excited or are you coming away feeling really confident and positive and feeling Mm. good that you've you've felt heard or are you coming away feeling – like I've had women call me in tears after their their, um, appointments and – We've spoken about this in past episodes about the importance of choosing a medical caregiver who is going to support you in the journey that you want. But what are you finding with the clients you're working with, Nicola?
1: Well, just even just saying that then, I remember we did a joint coaching session last year with a, a, a beautiful lady um, and we were helping her to have a difficult conversation with her obstetrician. And actually just her, giving her that pep talk to go in together she came out feeling so relieved that, that she'd reached out to us and we were able to help her. Because sometimes when we go into these appointments, we get caught up into the fact that they're going to tell us what we need to do and we'll just follow, rather than being able to feel free to say what you actually want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you come out feeling disappointed because you weren't heard or you felt rushed. Or maybe you just see a different person every time or you don't feel connection to anybody. Big that's one. definitely mm-hmm. something that I hear a lot of, and that's what I see, especially since COVID has settled. The health system is definitely not settled yet. No. And a lot of midwives didn't come back to their duties. So they're under the pump, and mm. I feel really sorry for midwives and caregivers in this. I do too. It's really hard. So I get it. You know, you're pregnant and you go in and you feel vulnerable and you're excited. And then you're just seeing a different person every time and they're all saying a different story. Mm-hmm. And it can feel like you don't... Who's going to look after me on the day that I have my baby? Do I feel close
0: to this person? And some women aren't even going to the hospital and seeing the, uh, no. a midwife. They're doing shared care with a GP. Yeah, or telehealth. Uh, so then they're not even going up there until like 36 mm. weeks. So there's that uh, that feeling of disconnect as well.
1: Yeah, And I think it's um, important to choose your caregiver at the moment really carefully Mm -hmm. and that you do feel connection and that you do feel that they're hearing what you want and what your needs are um, and you're not feeling rushed. And I think also
0: learning to express your needs or at least preparing for it before the appointment Mm. So that you can be the driver of this appointment in a way yes. that they're not just driving it in saying, okay, come on, let's check your blood pressure. Let's check where baby is. Let's check. Yep. Everything's fine. Okay. We'll see you in, in, uh, um, next month or in two weeks that you can go in confidently and say, look, I'd really like you to take some time with me today to discuss some options that I've yeah. been considering or that I would like to learn more about. Can we please take, even if it's just a few minutes, where you can help guide me into understanding okay where is the hospital at around induction where is the hospital at around um or what pain relieving options do do you have available help me understand that and when you can go in prepared with these questions this is you empowering yourself mm. to create also that a bit of a connection now it may you may not see the same midwife every single time Um, but one thing that I would recommend that you do do if it's at all possible with your partner is try and get them involved in the appointment so at least then you feel supported by them
1: absolutely I think it's there's something that um, Benny Dansby said when we interviewed her and you, you quote it a lot. I love it. <laughs> Go on, I'm going to let you say it because it's your you always <laughs> use it. Oh, it was
0: just, it's such a golden nugget that you have to, because it just speaks so true. Um, Benny said that the quality of the questions you ask determine the
1: quality of the answers you get. Absolutely. And that in itself speaks volumes. And often what I've noticed in the past, I mean, I've been working with pregnant women for twenty, 20 nearly 25 years now. God, it shows my age. <laughs> um, is that if you go in and you're really naive and you're not doing any education for yourself, you're just really going with the flow of the pregnancy, which isn't a bad thing, by the way. But if you're not going in with some kind of, education behind you some idea of what you want you do get led into they'll inform you of what's going to happen next rather than you going in and saying this is what I'd like what Mm. does that look like and so often caregivers will see you as yeah we need to take you under our arm and you know you'll sit into this box with us or oh they're doing the work wow we don't need to worry about them because they look like they're really informing themselves they're doing the prep they're doing the education." These are our, like, favourite favorite clients. I get that so much from midwives. Mm. I, I've,
0: I've literally had caregivers DM me on Instagram mm. being like, Shari, I had one of your couples in <laughs> today and it was so great. The questions they were asking help, has helped me advocate for them yes. more because they know that they have these other options. Um, so that that's really beautiful. Yeah, beautiful same. To
1: hear. Same as me. Midwife, mm. I think, a while ago just contacted me. She went well I knew she was she was one of your clients because her breathing was Mm. just outstanding and I'm like makes me feel so proud (laughs) (laughs) but I feel I remember my first experience with childbirth was with my best friend in the UK and we got to the hospital and and bearing in mind no contractions we ordered a pizza and she was drinking coca-cola which i was like why are you drinking i really fancy it she was really in the deep crave and then all of a sudden went from sitting watching eastenders or something rubbish to oh my god it's happening <laughs> and we went to the hospital and she w- we're waiting for her husband to come and she said you can't go you have to stay and i'm like oh i haven't prepared for this <laughs> i i'm pretty a little bit clueless to be honest um but i remember saying to her so what what pep have you done nothing and <laughs> What breathing are you going to do? I, I don't know. And I remember then thinking, oh, my goodness, this is interesting. And just watching the unfold. Now, she did really well because she had three of us supporting her in the room plus a midwife. Um, but I remember at that moment just sitting there going, there is a huge missing part to the, the way that we prepare our bodies to birth. And, yeah, she got put into the tick box system because she didn't know anything and the midwife was, oh, God, this is going to be this is going to be interesting because you haven't really you don't really know what's coming well
0: then they do have to manage you they do
1: that's right
0: and with with the education that i received you know personally from my experience like i was just like why but sometimes but you, this is th- uh, the thing we need to kind of also express you can't expect that your medical caregivers are going to give you all this information in these appointments. You have to take that initiative yourself yes. to want to learn more, to prepare yourself. And this is what self-empowerment is, you know, that to in- only you can empower yourself. And that's if we can give you all this information, even in our classes with these techniques, the breath, And we can give you that support, but ultimately it does come down to you. And that is also why your choice in choosing a medical caregiver, it's your choice. Is this caregiver giving you what you want? Are they nurturing you? Do you feel supported? If you don't in this moment and you're saying, nope, 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 well, only you can empower yourself. Look at other options. Get yourself a doula. There are other options. If you don't feel supported necessarily by your medical caregiver, Mm. Get support from elsewhere like Nicola or I or a doula Mm -hmm. or make sure that your birth partner is fully up with, Mm -hmm. okay, signs of labour, what they can do to help you, how they can advocate for you. Um, And also please know that you can always request to see someone else. You did this.
1: I did. I did in the midst of the deepest part of my labour. Had a student midwife came in and she was – oh enthusiastic and she kept saying things that were not didn't align with my values and I asked her to leave the room and she was really offended and I said look this isn't personal but this is my experience and when you go to have your baby I hope you remember this moment because it's not personal please just remember that and she left and she came back the next day and apologized but I couldn't have her in the room because she was the energy yeah wasn't. but it was the things she was saying it was almost slightly gaslighting and it was she just was too enthusiastic I was just refusing some of the things that they wanted to do and she, I just wasn't ticking her boxes and mm. I think she just got a little bit nervous but mm. and I have worked with so many women that have said oh my gosh Nick I listened to what you said and I said I can we have another midwife please and it felt really empowering because I took my power back mm. or even in my second birth in I had to have a a c-section again unfortunately and I remember in the in the moment just before it started I asked them just to hold space for just a moment and not talk about what dinner they were having that night or and they all looked at me they have never had this request before Mm. and I said well we're here with purpose can we just just hold the space for this baby and afterwards they were like thank you so much and I thought I actually took some power back in the moment of being powerless and Mm. under the knife of somebody you know so Mm. it's important to understand that you can say and have an opinion or ask a question Mm. or feel safe in yourself to ask even if it feels a silly question Mm.
0: and it's not just appeasing to them
1: Mm.
0: which we we, I really (laughs) want to do an episode about that so I'm not going to go too much into that uh when we talk about fight flight freeze or appease or fawn mm. i'm really hoping we can get someone on to talk talk about this but there is that moment as well where we may not f- we may feel like we don't want to be difficult so we don't speak yes. up and the the this moment is is a part of the fight or flight moment Um, so we'll we'll speak to that in a future episode but I think if you can get this now whilst you are going to your appointments and and being able to understand how to communicate and express what you want and say will you support me in in this and say that to them Mm. this is what I want will you and the hospital support me in this kind of experience and if they're not giving you that reassurance then Try and see if there are other options, or like I said, get yourself a doula, and that's you empowering yourself. One
1: thing that I really want to talk to is the partners,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you've got to remember that your partner A isn't pregnant and has no idea what that feels like, mm. even if they're the most supportive person. Often, what I see is that the man just goes through a the partner or all or, all or, or the all or the wife mm-hmm. um, goes through. This standing beside you as you go through all the journey. And they're in their own fear mindset of, I've got to bring more money in. I've got to be a provider. I've got to hold this space. Um, And it might not be what they're used to having to do. They've also learnt from their own parenting, from their own mother. And so they've got an idea of, well, my mum did it, so you can too. Or my mum didn't do fancy hypnobirthing or breathing. Or we don't need a doula, my mum didn't need that. Or my sister didn't need that. So I'm not putting them down. I'm just bringing up awareness of this. Because I even remember from my own partner, I said to him, we're going to do hypnobirthing. And he looked at me and he went, really? My mom had four of us. Mm. We don't need to do this. And I said to him, we're doing it because I need to feel empowered. I need to feel safe in my body. And I need to have a toolkit. We've never done this before. But women have birth all the time, Nick. This is like an $800 course or whatever it was at the time. And I said... Jeez, I'm not charging enough. Well, I can't remember. Like, in my brain, that's where it was. Um, and I just remember thinking, well, we're going to spend this much money on a cot. Mm. I just really want to put this money into the education and we can just, you know, get a cheaper cot. I'm happy mm. to put the time to it. And often what I see is a resistance of I don't really want to do that. I don't know how to approach this with my partner because they might not be comfortable with spending the money on the education or... Um, or you go into an appointment with your partner and they don't want to feel awkward so they're Mm -hmm. like oh did you have to ask that or let's not just ask that, that that feels a bit weird to me or they get uncomfortable but you do need to empower yourself and stay strong with what your body's asking for rather than you know just playing it down and going with it because it's easy to do that and that's what I see often with childbirth is women ring me or they send me a dm and say look i just don't have the money mm. all the resources mm. to pay for these courses how else can i do this and so then i you know direct them to this podcast or have a short chat with them and give them options or you know and we
0: both have free resources that you can do yeah. you can access which we'll put in the show notes for you because we understand it's not it's not always possible mm. to or, you know financially or whatever it is but it There are so many free resources out there and being able to create that communication uh, with your partner and expressing to them what you want, how you want them to support you will then help you feel supported as well together when you do go to your medical caregivers. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and that you are excited about these appointments. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we came to at the beginning of this podcast was looking forward to all these moments. What
0: can I learn from this yes. appointment? What can I ask to gain more information, to empower myself? That's that's the mindset I, we want to share with you yeah. all. We want you to go into these appointments, empower yourself, prepare for the appointments, write questions down.
1: Yeah, and you'll be surprised at how powerful you become in pregnancy mm-hmm. because, you know, you're carrying another life source and this is – this is your moment to step into almost like a another part of who you're going to be this lioness with her cubs around her Mm -hmm. um and really have that analogy or that thought process of who do I want to be what mother do I want to become and am I going to just be a people pleaser in in motherhood or am I going to stand up and be fiercely protective of my child it starts in pregnancy Mm -hmm. and you need to gain that power and grab it and And be excited for the birth that's pending and be excited to step into motherhood and it can feel vulnerable. And I guess one thing that I can share with you is that if you know that you're going into an appointment where you feel a little bit less than or you feel a bit like, especially if you are in a private obstetrician appointment and you're paying money, a lot of money to see them or you don't feel comfortable and you're going to have to ask something that might be rejected Use your breath. Sit in the car before you walk to that appointment. Just sit and close your eyes down and just tap into your breath. Because what I know for sure is that our breath and body, or sorry, our mind and body are connected by breath. And if our mind is overworking, our breath becomes different and our body feels that. But if we change that loop by tapping into our breath, our thought process changes and our body feels different and also when you're in an appointment use your breath to listen don't speak don't think about what you're going to say next take your time in the breath to listen to what they're telling you take a pause even ask for a moment and then reply by using your breath to say what you really need and It's the biggest advice I can give anybody is that your breath is a huge, powerful tool that helps you sit into the fight-flight or the rest and digest. And your breath is the bridge that connects those two things together. So if you're stressed out and you're feeling overwhelmed and disempowered and you walk into an appointment feeling that way, that appointment may not go quite how you wanted it to. But if you use a breath to connect to the empowering and quiet you know really listening you're going to have a different outcome absolutely Mm -hmm.
0: yeah go down to the show notes Um, we're going to provide you with some free resources I have a free resource where you will get two hypnobirthing tracks one's an affirmations one's a relaxation and fear release meditation and it includes a downloadable PDF of questions that you can ask your caregivers to help you prepare for these appointments and I know you have a free breathing resource uh, as well
1: so you can tap into the website and grab the free meditation that's in my website and I will be releasing a series of um breathing for all different moments of your birth so stay tuned for that but again go back into our episode six Mm -hmm. where you can listen to questions of choosing the right caregiver yeah Yeah. absolutely let
0: us know what you think about this episode please leave us a review and share this podcast and tag us on instagram i'm at belly to birth and nicola is at nicola Nicola underscore underscore. (laughs) lay
1: We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that it's helped you on your own journey. We would love it if you would subscribe and leave us a review. To learn more
0: about our individual online or face-to-face courses or be mentored by us for your own birth, please see our show notes for the links to our programs.